0: It was such an honor to get to chat with Les Brown. I mean, just being someone who's been in this industry a long time, admiring something like that and then getting a chance to meet him and his daughter, Dr. Ona, was really, really wonderful. And welcome to this special recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand Summit. I am unabashedly filling in for AJ, who is a mama of two and a CEO of a quickly growing entrepreneurial venture. So she's not here today, but I think it was kind of special for me to get to do this anyway, since I have such an affinity just for the speaking profession, right? This is my world. This is how I grew up. This has been my career and my trade and so inspiring to learn from Les and from his daughter. And there's three big themes that I took away from this interview that I want to just kind of recap and highlight for you. And I've got a word for each one of them. All right. So I'll give them to you up front. So the first is possibility. The second is heart. And the third is comparison. And interviewing less is, it, there's like a, a fascinating dichotomy to the interview for me is one is just hearing his expertise on kind of motivation and human performance and mindset in general. Like that's what he does. That's what he speaks about. And so it's like processing what he's saying from his content. And then the other is actually hearing his mindset for how he does the trait, how he's built his personal brand and how, you know, him and Ona have developed over time, this methodology and framework for improving the actual presentation skills, like the art of the presentation. So the first word was possibility because I think for your personal brand, you know, there is a motivation conversation to be had here. And it's, it's one that goes on and on and on. And I think one of the big mistakes that people in this industry make is they stop being students. They stop learning from you know legends and learning from personal development because it's like oh well i'm an author now or i'm a speaker now, so i'm the teacher and I think that's a that's a major error in judgment and one of the one of the things that I love the most about being in this space is that we're constantly learning like we're every day we're getting exposed to and meeting new people who are are super influential but also like informed and wise in what they have to teach and when Les said in the interview, we form a word in our heart by age five, and that word is either yes or it's no. That really hit me, especially now as the dad of two young boys, right? We've got two boys under the age of three at the time that this episode is coming out. And to go, gosh, there's such a short window of time in our life. And and I agree with this. I actually, I agree with what he said that it's it's like you make the decision that you can achieve, you can accomplish, you can knock down barriers, you can create dreams, like you can alter the world around you or, or you can influence or shape the world to create a life that you love or you cannot right? Or you choose the word no. The word no means there's not possibility. I don't have influence. I am, I am not in control of, of shaping my circumstances in any way. It's more like I, I am, my life is subject to what happens to me. I don't have much of a proactive your own responsibility. And to think that that happens by age five is super scary, it's, it's super scary because how many of us actually think about that and parent our kids and teach our kids and how many of us, like maybe you're listening right now, you might be living 40 years later or 30 years later or 50 years later with the word no in your mind and that word has been there because of things that happened to you when you were so young, you didn't even make a conscious decision about it and yet you are Trapped inside this paradigm of of no, this this powerlessness feeling that that you don't have a say in how things go, that is heartbreaking, and i I think there's areas of my life where I do that. Just I sort of accept that whatever it is, this is just the way that it is, and i don't I don't have much influence over it. and I, you know Les said something else. He said, most people go to the grave with their dreams still in them because they suffer from possibility blindness. They literally cannot see the possibility or they, they don't see possibility as a realistic option, as like an alternative outcome. It's more of just this far-fetched dream that is surreal and, and it's unachievable. And so, for your brand, what is the possibility? Like, what is the big picture you see? And you know, I can share a couple of these things from personal experience, right? Like the first time you say you want to be a New York Times bestselling author, it seems totally impossible. The first time you say, I want to build a seven-figure, an eight-figure business, it feels totally impossible that, you know, the first time you picture yourself on stage in front of 10,000 people, if you've never been on a stage in front of 10 people, that seems totally impossible. But it starts with possibility. And in classic Les Brown fashion, I was reminded of that as a powerful message. The second theme, for me, at least that I took away from that interview was heart, it is just all about heart and the power of heart and the importance of heart. And, and actually, this really came from what I think Ona was talking about, where she was saying, okay, first of all, if we think again about not your personal brand, but just your purpose in life, is asking yourself the question. Do you genuinely want to make the world a better place? Like, is it in your heart to improve the world? Is it in your heart to improve the circumstances of of yourself and the people around you? If it is, people respond to that. They are attracted to that. It changes every room that you walk in when you walk in full of heart, full of this like vibrant passion and belief that the world it can be a better place. And that deep-rooted belief, I think, is becoming fewer and farther between in people, that we just don't live on fire about these things that we really believe in. And then as it translates into your speaking, and of course speaking is a, you know, becomes a pretty critical component of a personal brand, whether it's speaking on video or or you know on camera for a TV or on stages. And that's something we know a lot about is is speaking on stages, getting paid to speak on stages, or just speaking for free as a marketing means of growing your business. So, it's a big part of what we teach at Brand Builders Group and a huge part of what we have studied, right? But she said, you know, one of the differences between a good speaker and a great speaker is that good speakers speak from their head. Great speakers speak from the heart. And when you speak from your heart, you capture the hearts of the audience. And it reminds me, in one of our events, we have an event called Captivating Content where we basically teach people to kind of outline all their curriculum. So outline a book or a video course or outline their keynote. And we talk about the seven fundamental human emotions. And as we go through the seven and we say, well, the goal is to move people emotionally. The best way to move people emotionally is to speak from the emotion that you are moving people to the best way to move people emotionally is to speak from the emotion that you are moving people to, or to write from the emotion that you are moving people to. And that, I think, you know, to hear Ona talk about how, what the magic of her dad is and how she's seen it. And then now, you know, the process that they kind of try to, you know, create and as they're, they're teaching people to do this is speaking from the heart. And I, I think of, you know, speakers are interesting. When a speaker first starts out, there's this really beautiful essence of they're so passionate about their message and it's, it's really beautiful. At the same time, their presentation's a total <laughs> disaster because they don't know how to structure content. They don't know, you know, the elements of a great story. They don't know, you know, the psychology of humor. They don't know how to use the stage. They don't know about timing and sequencing and, and about frameworks and all, you know, all of these various things that, that we teach. And yet there's this raw authenticity that's just like amazing. And then they, they go to the next era where they become extremely polished and then it becomes mechanical. So it's like they're completely delivering from their head. They have this excellent structure and organization, but then that heart seems to kind of wane a little bit. And then you know when you see the masters because they're doing both. Right, like they're hitting these timings. They're delivering world-class content, but they are moving people emotionally. And so, your brand, your message has to be delivered with heart. And if it's not on stage, it it might be through you know the pen, so to speak. It Might be through a book, or it might be through you know your blog posts, or your Instagram captions, or your YouTube videos. But people have to feel that transference of your heart. And then the third theme, the big takeaway for me was the theme of comparison. And again, I think it was Ona, they were both speaking about this, but there was something about the way Dr. Ona talked about it that really hit me too, because, I mean, put yourself in her shoes for a second, right? Like, you know, Les Brown is, is reaching millions and millions of people and it's like, oh, you're the daughter of the guy. Like, you know, there's huge expectations of what that means and just, you know, I think an inherent level of comparison of just in general our parents are our first frame of reference for life and what life looks like. And to have somebody like that and go, you know, that's a big shadow. Like that's a big person to live with. And for Ona to talk about her journey of how she said, you know, you have to just celebrate and embrace who you are and get out of the comparison game. And that is so important. And I can tell you, I'm living this right now because you know, I spent a career, like literally the only career life I've ever known, of of speaking and writing before even we started our our former company, building this this following of people. And then we exit the company, and my following is gone. And so now I'm starting over, seventeen years later, back at zero. Meanwhile, all of my colleagues and friends and the people we're networking with and our clients have these these massive followings, and it's it's really tempting to just be like, oh my gosh, like no one is listening. I don't have any followers. Like, why am I doing this? I'm not making any difference. But it's only because you're comparing it because I'm comparing it to going, oh, well, this person has so many people and, you know, I'm not reaching anybody. And that comparison can stop you before you ever get started. It makes you go, I'm so far away from making the impact I want to make that it's like, you know, from the impact this person is making, like, why would I do it? And that's what happens. I think that's where a lot of of skeletons, you know, a lot of brands, a lot of personal brands die on the road of comparison because they have this calling in their heart, but then they look at the world around them and they go, well, I'm nowhere near that. So why even bother? And, you know, it would take a lifetime to get there. And Ona said something. She said, you don't need to compete with anything except the greatest vision of who you can become. And I thought that was so eloquent that you don't need to compete with anything except for the greatest vision of who you can become. It's super profound. And also, I thought especially profound just because the context of her and her relationship and the the context of her dad and and the influencing impact that he's had, it's not living up to somebody else's expectations or someone else's footprint. It's just doing what God created you to do. And, you know, if that message is on your heart, like it doesn't matter what other people are doing, not to mention, you never, you got to be careful of comparing your chapter one to somebody else's chapter 20, which is often what happens because the people you see are the people who've been doing it for decades. You don't see the people who've been doing it for four years that no one has, you know, still nobody has heard about yet. And you certainly don't see the people who are all starting out on the same journey and so you just got to let that go it's it's not about them you just never want to devalue the impact that you're having on 10 people or one people or one one people one person like whoever is in your sphere of influence no matter how big or small you have to stay focused on them it's it's why we say there is no fear when the mission to serve is clear but when the mission is your ego your recognition your fame all of this other stuff, you know, this other crap creeps in and it stops you before you ever get started. So, those are three big themes, possibility, heart, and comparison. If you can let go of comparison and you can bring heart to your brand and you can explore and be curious and open to the possibility of everything that you can become and were meant to become, that is how you will make a huge influence. That's all we've got for this edition of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Hey, one thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in either iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. Also, make sure to link up with us on social media and please just share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation.